What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. Welcome back to the A's for Alcoholic podcast. My Welcome name back. is John Staley. My name I is will be... Jerry Wagner. Yes, it is. Um... We are here again to discuss alcoholism and sobriety um, and all the, all the fun stuff that comes with it. Today we're talking about model trains. Yes. Decided what to, do you know about? Do you know anything about model trains? I just know I typed in Conductor World one time towards you at a hashtag and it was like weird video game. That's, and it wasn't model yes. trains at all. I know uh, nothing. Uh, it was a conductor world hashtag and like there was there was some weird stuff yeah i think it's a, it is a video game it's like a it's like roller coaster tycoon for for trains trained. i guess yeah i don't know um walter's into model trains yeah you could tell by his outfit <laughs> that's right so um a is for alcoholic uh real quick if you're looking for christmas cards go check us out at um greencamelpress.com they're one of our sponsors um, we just put out a new podcast uh, for Gluten Is Not Your Problem called Too Much Lube, where we talk about why Walter doesn't drink vodka Red Bulls anymore. This um, way, it's a, oh, the name of the, the episode, episode is Too Much. I thought your new podcast was called Too Much Lube. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, this is and sex then, advice. Uh, just advice about no, sex. This, no, I don't know that I would want to do that, but. Um, I don't know if anybody wants to hear me talk about sex. I I'm, I'm, they do. I've heard it. There's You've nothing new. It? Yeah, we haven't no. we haven't summited any new peaks <laughs> there with that ground. one. Yeah. Um, but um, I'll also so yeah, I talk with Walter and he's got some good stories. And then I also um, recently celebrated a four year anniversary with my girlfriend, which is cool. Right. And we did a podcast about that on Rashida and John. So congratulations, y'all. We we picked we picked four things that we had learned or four gifts that we had things we had learned in four years. And oh, my God. So that's really sweet, guys. It's all brand new. I just look at my wife and I'm like, oh, it's May. All right. Here. Here's (laughs) here's something. I love you. Don't don't die before me. Right. Um, So go check all that good stuff out. And um Today we're gonna do our usual Q Q and A. I've asked people um, all of the questions I got were from Instagram. Um, so for those of you out there, um, if you have any questions, send them to us. Please email, Facebook, whatever. I will we'll do it again for our next uh, Q and A. Yeah. Um, yeah. Episode. I do want to say as well, thank you to all the people on Patreon. Um, we just recorded a movie review for The Shining for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, and we talked about the themes of alcoholism, child abuse, and uh, everything else that yeah. goes into those horror movies. Scatman um, Carruthers' badass house. Yeah, that yeah. too. Mm-hmm. That too. Um, and so let's start with our questions and our answers. Right. So our first one comes from... Uh, at Sally Deck, um, and she says, "What resources do you like? Podcasts, books, blogs, uh, other groups?" And she put in parentheses "Running Club," which I, I've not yet joined a running club. But <clears throat> do you have any podcasts in particular in regards to, to recovery, or just in, in general recovery? 
in regards to recovery, I guess, resources. I listen to the Sobercast a lot. Um, and I did Annie Grace's for a little while, but it's only like five minutes long. So it's not really something I can put on and like make dinner unless I'm making ramen or something. But <laughs> right, I mostly you. do Sobercast actually <laughs> more than anything really just because mm-hmm. I like – I mean – once again, I'm not affiliated with AA in any way, but I love listening to AA speaker meetings. Mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah, I love them. I love them. I've always liked the speaker meetings. I like going to them. I like listening to them. Another yeah. another good one is uh, Radio Rehab. Um, oh yeah, that is woman. a great one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Dana Keys, and she's a she's a radio DJ um, in San Francisco, but she also does this podcast where she has people come on, and and I was on the show, which was very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she interviews people and talks about sobriety and 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 alcoholism and all that good stuff. Um, I think those are the main ones for me. Well, there was yeah. the guy from. Who was the guy from that punk band that you sent me? I think his Jack name was Grisham. Jack. Yeah, the twelve step one. I didn't. I've only. I listened to a couple of them. They're pretty good. I like his speaker meetings a lot. He but was yeah. good, but he it, like he didn't put anything new. Like he did a few, and then it was just done. Yeah, it was still good. Yeah. Um, and then I would also suggest. Uh, I like the Rich Roll podcast. Uh, that's the other one I was going to suggest when he has recovery stuff. Just his stuff in general is really good. Stuff in general is really mm-hmm. good. It's pretty broad, so I mean, like maybe you're not interested in listening to the guy who founded Impossible Burgers, right? <laughs> you know what I mean, right? You I mean you might be, but then he'll have somebody who's on who's talking about health and fitness, and then when he has somebody on that talks about recovery and addiction, um, there's some really cool stuff. So yeah, um, and books, um, I would say Russell Brand's book was really great. Yes, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, recovery, um. What else? What other books did I did I read about recovery? I have the Refuge Recovery book, but I haven't cracked it yet. It's I've read list. I've read a little bit of both of those, and they're pretty good. If that's the course you want to take with your recovery, it's pretty great. You know, taking mm-hmm. the Buddhist aspect, the meditation aspect, can be really helpful. I also have read. Um, I really enjoyed this uh, atheists. It was an atheist and agnostic guide to AA, where it was mm-hmm. a man who had pretty much like laid all the steps out, but taken all the kind of evangel not evangelical but all the like theo- theologian theologic like all the god talk out of it and just kind of right. you know kind of turned it on its ear i thought that was pretty interesting um right oh this naked mind was great i mean yeah. speaking of annie mm-hmm. grace mm-hmm. um i really enjoyed that it's much more um hers is a uh it seems like a much like practical and scientific route to changing the way you think about alcohol right um, I, I really liked it. I found that I personally require more <laughs> in my recovery. Right. Right. That, that level of just science and changing my thinking wasn't enough for me. Right. That I, I was not, I was, I just wasn't built that way or I wasn't strong enough. Um, I required what I see is, you know, a higher power. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's right. Uh, and again, right. not to not to get into the program that Jerry and I um, subscribe to, the Secret Society, the the Fight Club of Recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think that that's that's important to find the thing that resonates with you. Right. You know? That's the um, most important thing because I feel like uh, the mm-hmm. philosophy of recovery is not a one size fits all. We're all different people mm-hmm. and we all come from different places and we all have different ways of looking at life. And so for me to tell you that AA is going to be the only thing that works for you is a disservice, not only to you, but to AA. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So then that's how you end up with books being written, how this program doesn't work and trying to push people off a program that could potentially help them or could potentially not help them. But I'm just saying, like, I always, you know, if we get into the meat of it, I always thought it was really kind of fucked up that the court system would send people to AA meetings, you know, make them mandatorily go or that rehabs would mandatorily make people attend these meetings because I'm like, you're not that if that doesn't work for them, then all you're doing is turning them off to any idea of recovery. You know, they need to find this shit organically, you know. Yeah, it's true. If if that's what works for them, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then the one said. She asked if there's any blogs. And here's something that I started a blog on aisforalcoholic.com. I've put a few things out there. I'm very proud of the things that I put out there. And I one of the things I'm going to do for the new year is 
make a resolution to put out one a week or something like that because I feel like I've mm-hmm. failed. Not failed, but I have not given it the attention that it requires. Right. But, you know, if you want to go check out asforalcoholic.com, there is a blog there and there are mm-hmm. a few posts. And, um, yeah. I don't I don't read blogs. Don't I'm not, I'm not against them. I'm just not interested in them very right. much. But what I would recommend as far as using that, you know, that for, uh, things like that for a resource is Reddit. And there's uh, mm-hmm. the Reddit. It's uh, the Reddit for stop drinking. It's called r backslash stop drinking. It's fucking awesome. The Reddit for Alcoholics Anonymous. I read sometimes. That's r backslash Alcoholics Anonymous. And then um, Redditors in Recovery is really good too. Mm. And it's all r backslash and then Redditors in Recovery. Those three have been helpful. The stop drinking one is great. I think yeah, it's really it great. They've formed their own community there, and they've been really fucking helpful with each other. Super mm-hmm. supportive with everyone. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, okay, next question, Jerry, mm-hmm. is from uh, username Dirk Zaster. And you may, know, <laughs> you, you might, you, I think you know Dirk lives in Portland. Um, Maybe yeah. he and his wife make uh, hot sauce up there. Nice. Yeah. I don't so, know. Is that is that? I don't know. Do you remember? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to put anybody out there that doesn't want to be put out there. Oh, are we talking about Dirk? Yeah. Dirk okay, Dirk. I know Dirk. Yeah, there's yeah, not very you know many Dirk Dirks Dirk. in the world. No. But then you're not. like, you know, Dirk makes hot sauce. I'm like, oh, I don't fucking know, no, <laughs> I don't know, no hot sauce man. I think it's maybe his wife makes hot sauce, but uh-huh. he has. He also has a podcast called um, uh, VH Us. Did I tell you about this? No. But if it's Dirk, so, Dirk, that's rad. I like Dirk. He's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's called VH Us, and I suggest anybody who's interested go check this out. So what he does is because he grew up working in a. Um, in a uh, in a video store, and so he'll take an old movie from like the '70s or '80s or even the '60s, and then so like say there was a movie about a psychic. It was a horror movie about a psychic who you know does something crazy, right? And so then he'll talk about that movie, and then he'll have a psychic on the podcast and interview <laughs> a real psychic about you know <laughs> what was it, you know yeah. Just, and so it's just an interesting. Uh, it's That's really pretty cool. rad, yeah. Mm-hmm. It is pretty. It's pretty cool. So he he asks, "What was your bottom?" And I know that for both ah, of us, that's a great like, question, right? Like it wasn't super, it wasn't some crushing. Well, I mean, there were lots of many, there were many little crushing moments that finally just collapsed the whole thing. Yeah. For me. Right. Um, I mean, I just, I remember the moment and, and, and going, Oh God, I'm going to lose everything that I have, the house and the job. And I destroyed a relationship and mm-hmm. and my car that I had just purchased and still owed a lot of money on and I had been driving drunk and and it was just all these things swirling in my head and I was like I just gotta stop and so I don't think it was one thing I didn't you know I didn't have a DUI and I didn't right you know, it was just this culmination it was this overwhelming sense of fear and dread and doom I think to the point where I was like I can't drink anymore. Right, because like, this is how it. I, it was like this is how it ends up every single time. Feeling this way, I don't want to feel like this anymore. I'm fucking sick and tired. Right, and that was the point where I said I'll stop for a week, and that was you know. Four and here and we years are. Ago, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and mine wasn't necessarily a big crushing thing. You know, I always say it was like you know my wife was gonna leave me and take my daughter, which she absolutely was. But I mean, if mm-hmm. if the the desire to keep drinking remained i could have probably i probably wouldn't have overcame it but i could have accepted it and continued to drink and like i i think when people think of the bottom they think of you know yeah duis and shit like that and it wasn't the one time i woke up outside bleeding it was the fact that i would wake up outside bleeding regularly and just accept that that was normal shit to do that was kind of like the pathway to my bottom you know that was when i realized that like what i was accepting in my life was not only unhealthy but potentially deadly, you know. And the in, those invasive thoughts were becoming more and more common. All that suicidal ideation became so common that it was just a running monologue in my head. That was my bottom. Yeah. When I was like, not only was I thinking about killing myself, but I was making plans. And that's when I knew, like, man, I don't want to die like that, you know. So that, I think that's that's that was when I had my moment, you know. It wasn't mm-hmm. even like uh, woke up outside, you know. 69 and a hobo you know it wasn't anything mm-hmm. like that it was there was no prison there was no yeah no I, I got very lucky and i'm really grateful that there was no prison or there was no <laughs> murder or no fucking you know what i mean no major vehicular manslaughter or yeah anything yeah i'm very grateful that i didn't it mine mine was pretty mid mine was pretty mid-range 
middle middle bottom mm -hmm. yeah i i am the same way and i'm just so i'm glad that i found what i found when i found it because yeah. it could have been a lot worse yeah oh, yeah Woo! um yeah so these next two questions are kind of related and they come from um uh sorry i was just thinking about that yeah, the bottom was it was it was exactly where it needed to be but um <laughs> germ boy 33 uh -huh. who on instagram uses a piece of your artwork yeah his... yeah i think he's an arizona okay. dude yeah i think i'm not okay. quite sure our relation but i know he's a an arizona dude okay i don't want to give uh, away too much about old boy because you know i don't know i don't know i don't germ yeah. boy 33 yeah um he says did you have um did you have the desire to create while you were active and also how has sobriety affected your creative side I'll let mm. you go first on this one. I absolutely had the desire to create while I was active because that's that was just me. I just I've always made things. Like not made that's a weird way to put it. Like I'm just in the backyard building a radio antenna for the mm -hmm. aliens or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm like yeah, with a mannequin like I made a girlfriend. But no, Rich I've I, <laughs> exactly. I've always made art. Like I've have never not made art. The minute I could be able to make art, I made art. So while I drank, I actually honestly believe that drinking was justification to make art because I felt like in that period of my life that if I drank, I could drop my inhibitions and therefore become more creative because I, I could do those things that I was scared to do when I was sober, which wasn't the fucking truth at all. So um, I don't I don't I use it as an excuse to, to still create. I mean, my personality was deeply founded in being an artist, you know. And I think um, in the beginning, I was so consumed with trying to level out and sober up and just be normal that I didn't create for a while. And I still don't paint as much as I used to, but that comes more with like the mundaneness of just being alive. You know, being a dad and like school and kids and this rando fucking cat now and all this other extra shit, you know? So I, I still create, I still feel compelled to create, but I just don't as much just because of life, you know? But mm -hmm. early on in recovery, I didn't create anything really. I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot of fucking bad poems. But <laughs> it was too hard, man. I was just too busy yeah. trying not to fucking cry, you know, all the time. And yeah. trying to go to work and hold my shit together and try not to crawl out of my fucking skin like a cicada, you know? Like, ugh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you? You're a creative I, person. I was, I was always, I've always been a creative person. Um, and, you know, that's taken on many different forms for me. And when I was drinking, when I was active, I think it's a funny way to put it. Like mm -hmm. when I was active. When I was active, you know, yeah, like yeah. like we had sweatpants on and a fucking yeah, oh, <laughs> right, <laughs> sweats wicking um, shirt. I had some dirty old sweatpants. I didn't. Uh, anyhow, I think that, and I've I've mentioned this before, but I used to, I would write poems on my computer, and I would have this whole thing with myself where I would be like okay, it's fine if you drink too much and it's fine to be hungover as long as you have like something to show for it. Mm -hmm. And then that would be like the thing. I'd be like, I wrote a poem last night. And which <laughs> oftentimes it would be terrible. It wouldn't yeah. be much. Mm -hmm. And most of my time was spent drinking instead of writing. Um, and there would be times where nothing would show up and I would still be hung many times where <clears> – <throat> It would be like three or four lines, and then it would just be the word fuck. Right. Like a million Ks and exclamation points. Oh, yeah. And then I'd wake up feeling like shit, um, like feeling horrible, you know, from drinking like too much cheap white wine, like three bottles or something like that, you know. And so I would always make these deals about it was okay to drink as long as I created something, right, so that it was justifiable, like you said. Right. And – um. But nothing good ever came. Very few things came out of it that were that were that were long term things that I'm still proud of. Right. And there's a lot of poems that could be seen as good, you know. But there's a, it's just a lot of sadness and it's a lot of like longing and it's a lot of you know wanting to romanticize these these really dark feelings and I don't feel that way anymore. And I'm not really I'm not really proud of them. I'm not. They're just uninteresting. Right. To me, right. You know, and when I look at that stuff and I'm like, God, it's just it's just it's just bad. It's just bad poems. And <laughs> <laughs> they really are bad. They're yeah, just really I not, hear like, you. They're, not, they're rambling and sad. And, and and I think now, like when you talk about like, let's put together, you know, 
the stuff that I do today is um, a lot of create creativity. I think there's a whole aspect of it that is a lot of hard work that's not really inspirational. There's all the like technical minutia. Like when you talk about like, say you have an idea and you don't just slap the paint up on the canvas, you got to like put the canvas together, then you got to draw it out. And there's like all these, you know, you think about how many hours it takes to put things together. So right. like we create this podcast every week, you know, and then once we're done talking, which is to me the most rewarding and fun part, I then have to sit in front of the computer and I have to pull up the audio program and all this and upload. And then I got to write show notes and it's like, well, I mm -hmm. want to be creative with the show notes, but what am I going to say? And do people even read the fucking show notes? On I do. Apple podcast. Do I you? do. Yeah. Because okay. I want to know what the podcast is about. Sometimes I'll be like with our guests, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, what the, who the fuck is blah, blah, blah. You know? Right. So, I appreciate that. Cause I do nothing. I just show up and talk <laughs> and then I have a shitty attitude about talking and then I leave. So maybe I can get uh, Jerry to um, write some blog posts. Uh, I should probably, huh? Just it's like one paragraph. It doesn't need to be much. I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to do it once a week. So I feel like my productivity and the things that I create are, are ex exponential compared to what I used to do. Yeah, exponential. Mm -hmm. You know, the A's for Alcoholic book that we've been working on. I've been putting some real time into it and trying to get it trying to figure out like I have to go out there and find somebody to help me publish it. Yeah. Like what does that look like and what does that mean? I don't know what that means. I don't know what it looks like yet. But um, you know, the writing, do I do way more writing than I ever did. I write every single day now. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's like a lot of it is just sort of journaling to get the cobwebs out of my head every morning, but so there's it's the the amount and the quality far outweigh anything that i made while i was drunk yeah far out mate far outweighed so i think that that's like that's something that i would say if somebody was like god i need alcohol to create i would say i would say that i don't anymore yeah. mm -hmm. i would say that i understand that feeling and that i know exactly what it's like to be in that hole and feel like the only way that i can create something special is to be drunk but also whenever i'd look back on it sober i never thought it was that good right <laughs> it's so. sloppy it's drunk people shit mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah yeah um the power was within you all along this is from uh sober sinky who is uh her name is Kristen, and she was on the podcast as well um so if mm. you go back you can listen to her Kristen Weiss is her name, and um, she says, she asks, how long have y'all been sober? Like, she's from Texas. <laughs> uh, how long have you been sober? Jeff? Long enough to know better. <laughs> no, that's a stupid answer. I have been sober for, since July 4th, 2014, so mm -hmm. September, October, so what is that? Uh, five years and three months. I've been sober, excuse me. Mm. July 6th of 2015. So, um, yeah, four years and three months. Is that right. three months? Yeah. Three months, yeah. What if we four were like, what time is it right now? What time is it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've been sober for three hours. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Dude, it's five years. I and... have. What's that? I have, I've had some people, they come into a meeting and they're like, yeah, man, I got, I'm working on 24 hours or something. Oh, like yeah. I, like... I've sat next to him. I've sat next to dudes mm -hmm. who are still drunk. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, hey, man, you're here. Your ass is in the seat. You know, that's good. Welcome. Welcome. So, Would um, you like I some Jolly Ranchers? <laughs> yes, they will help. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think, you know, I don't want to get too um, corny about it, but it's like that one day at a time. This is the only day that really matters. Right? Yeah, man. I, mean, I can. Yeah. That's all I really got is 24 hokey. hours. I just happened to line all those 24 hours up for five years and three months. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking goddamn smoke show i have no idea how i did that well i do i don't and do do you know what i mean like you ever it's look back and go how the fuck did i do that how the fuck am i doing this like me like i'll look at myself in the mirror and be like you really how the fuck did you accomplish anything other than just fucking your life up like who yeah. are you dude what was that there was a picture you posted up on your instagram of you from that was like from like past. christmas of 2013 dude 
And I was like, you looked so big. Like yeah. you just you look like the dude from fucking Indiana Jones. Who was the uh Oh the fucking dude with the Dr. Fez? Jones. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. his name. Fez Fezro, so, yeah. Yeah, you were yeah. you were big and bearded and like I was like, God damn. Like yeah. that's I mean, you have made strides and it just takes that like every single day. Do a little bit of this. Do just a little bit of this every day. And do a lot you know? of not drinking every day, you know. Do, do, yeah, exactly. do a lot of not drinking every day and then a little bit of the other things that keep you alive and you should be all right. The guy that I get my fruit and veggies from at the fruit stand here was like, man, I've never seen anybody. You know, he's talking about the weight that I've lost. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I wish I could go running like that, man. But I'm me and running. We don't get along. And I was like, it's not about that. Like when I started this shit last year, I would walk one mile and I would hate it. Right. But that's all that I that's all I could muster was walking one full mile. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so it wasn't like I just went out there and started sprinting right away. And so it's like that's those little things and it gets easier and easier and more and more and I feel like these things gain momentum. Like they do. It's that little mm-hmm. it's like a snowball, you know. I looked at I would look at a dude with 5 years of sobriety and be like that's fucking I can't even fathom that. I can't even mm-hmm. fathom 24 hours. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not I try not to wave the five years around like it's a badge of honor or anything. I just like I said, I happen to stack up five years, twenty four hours. But yeah, like that's you like you said, it's cumul cumulative. I can't pronounce it right now. Cumulative? Cumulative. Perfect. Look at you. That fucking stroke. I just had a stroke right now. <laughs> but it's really it's it's a um it's a testament to the the tunnel vision that comes with drinking because cumulative. Yeah, you saw me lipping um. it, didn't you? Yeah, it was like, I... It's a testament to the tunnel vision that happens when we drink. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Because all I would think of is, how can I get a drink tonight? Where am I going to go to get that drink? How? What time does the bar close? Or what time does... What time do we need to leave the bar to catch the cab, to get to 7-Eleven, to get the 12-pack, to get home? But look at all that many... planning already. Do you know what I mean? Like... So I can have a couple more hours before I pass out at 4 a.m. because I got to wake back up. But the 4 a.m. has got to mm-hmm. be like the latest that I go to bed because I got to wake up at 11 because I got to be at work at 1. And so like. Yeah, if I sleep from 4 to 10, know, I'll get six hours of sleep. Exactly. Yeah. So like that would be that was my whole life. Yeah. Was just that. So um, one day at a time. One day at a time. And also from her, how do you stay motivated on your sobriety journey what motivates you routine yeah yeah i'm not even motivated by any bigger goal at this point like i have a pretty routine life like i have a routine that i do every day and but i get up every day at six fucking 30 sometimes six if if i'm sleeping like crap but but um it's just the routine of getting up every day at 6 30 and getting ready and getting the kid ready and everything it's just that that thing i do over and over again and that's really what motivates me is the fact that i feel i can get up at 6 30 and i feel okay like i feel sometimes i feel good you know that's mm-hmm. my motivator so to me i'm not like oh if i fucking stay sober for five more years i get a fucking miata or like i get to get a fucking mini cooper if i you know what i mean like i haven't even rewarded myself i'm just like if I just keep doing this, I get to be okay and I just want to be okay. Because when you have a headache, all you want to do is not have a headache. And when you don't have a headache, you don't even realize you're not having a headache. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. I get yeah. migraines. And when I have migraines, I just try to think about the times I don't have them. And when I don't have, like right now I don't have a headache and I'm like, don't even think about it. You know what I mean? But I should be super fucking grateful that I'm not like in blinding pain right now. I shouldn't even have brought it up though. I got to knock. Because sometimes they come in, I let them in like a ghost. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think it's just that. It's just being alive yeah. and not being inert. It feels good. I think that that's definitely too something for me. Routine is important. And although my life is probably not nearly as, as routine as yours, getting up around the same time for me, um, doing, you know, like setting the coffee pot, writing in my journal, Mm-hmm. Getting getting on an exercise routine, like going for a run of some kind, right? Which I didn't do because I have a I have a race this weekend, Jerry. So I'm resting my legs. Going out to the <laughs> desert. Bring me back a scorpion. Yes, I will. I mm-hmm. will. Um, so um, yeah. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to Joshua Tree to run a half marathon. But that's what motivates John. 
that's that too that's talking about his half marathon is what motivates him (laughs) (laughs) it's true talking about it no um but that's part of it is like okay so this is something i that i a year ago or especially five years ago i would have thought crazy fucking stupid insane unattainable for me right Mm -hmm. and now i'm doing this thing that's absolutely fucking crazy but it's not so crazy anymore and I think that that's like something that motivates me is like, okay, so what can I do next? Like have something that, you know, like have something to be excited for. I yeah. I think is something mm-hmm. that motivates me. Yeah. Um, in, in staying sober. And just that, that feeling of, I still get excited about waking up and being like, oh yeah, I can just get out of bed. Right. <laughs> this. There's none of this debilitating hangover to fucking like wade through. Um, oh, here's one from uh, at Jerry Wagner Jr. <laughs> it says, "When do we get to stop?" Yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's, that? I don't yeah. know. I meant it's up at six thirty in the morning, and I was like, "Fuck, when do we get to stop?" Stop. I don't mean over. no. Stop, stop doing the oh. podcast. I think is what oh. I was just like. Do I ever get a break here? Or? I think Jerry might need a little vacation. He's a little little. Uh, christmas break we'll i need see. a little staycation a little christmas break oh thanks boss i don't know i think i was just being a smart ass in general not even just the podcast i think it was just it was just one of those cryptic jerry wagner jr when do we oh, get okay. to stop i'm glad you called me out on the podcast though that's good <laughs> i just thought it was funny and i didn't know what you it's like when do we get to stop not being sober because i like it i like yeah. it actually i'm actually enjoying it yeah i'm like fuck yeah mm-hmm. i feel good i gotta go to a rich person party tonight and i'm like i get to be sober to that thing I get to eat their fancy cheese and enjoy it. Well, so this goes into the next. Is it, it going to have fancy cheese? Fuck yeah. Why sure. don't you tell me how fancy this cheese was? Or was how good? Bags, Why don't dude. you tell me how good this cheese was? That was that Chappelle show joke <laughs> with Arsenio Hall at the cheese party. <laughs> Slaps that guy in the face. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me how good this cheese was? Yeah. Um, this leads us into um, uh, our last section of, but this, your question about when does, when do we get to stop? Turner Painting, Texas, or TX. Yeah, um, I like that guy. He's cool, too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, he says, recovery versus recovered. And so this is kind of what I Ooh, thought yeah. you were referring to. Right, good when question. Said, when do we get to stop? Like, mm-hmm. kind of being a smartass, but like, right. are we, you know, your dad always says it's, you know, we're not. We're not alcoholics. We're, not. we're in long-term recovery. It's his new thing. Right. Right. So I guess the idea. Or it's not his new thing. Is, it's just a concept he really likes. I don't mean to be right. so dismissive of it because it really. No. I think it's kind of cool. Recovery implies that it's a lifelong. Excuse me, a lifelong uh, practice, right? Whereas recovered implies that we are done. We have graduated. We are finished. And right. We have, rec- we have gone through the program. So, we are yeah. And we're I, done. I, we absolutely could do a whole podcast on this, actually, if you think about it. But yeah, maybe we couldn't, but we could dedicate a, quite a bit of time to it. I mean, wh- well, what do you, you know, think? Next week's recovery next week's, next is week's our show is, is our. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, um, podcast done. I, See y'all around. I I think so. I'm, I'm, I won't, you know what? I, I would like to save that one for next week, but mm-hmm. I will just say briefly that um, it's different for different people. Um, I find that right, yeah, yeah. That recovery for me is something that it, it's it's more than just it's a substance that I was addicted to. It's become this sort of um, it's become this sort of uh, it's this way of life, right? It's just rules that I use to dictate my actions now. Right. So, so do you I consider yourself recovered then? Are you in? Are you in progress, or has the progress been finished? I'm, I'm still very much in progress. Same I'm here. Still, I'm I'm yeah. a year behind you, and not that not that the years are that important because you know you can pack a lot of, you can be more efficacious with your time. I right. Guess. Right. Some people can, you know, like dealing with their shit and stuff like that. Because I still have a lot of things in my head and in my heart that I want to get out. You know, so and get rid of and to let go of. This is great so, though because it is literally like, when do we get to stop? I guess you mm-hmm. get to stop when you die, <laughs> and hopefully die sober. You know, that was sober. always my goal. Uh, if I if I could say anything, the goal is just die sober. Mm-hmm. God, that seems dark as fuck though. But what I mean is like to live a long, fulfilling life and 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like not, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if my, my liver gives out from all the shit I did in the past, then my liver gives out, you know, or my lungs give out from all the shit I did. But at least I know that like, I can look at my daughter and be like, oh man, I didn't fuck your life up that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> or like, mm-hmm. look at my wife and be like, I didn't fuck you up that bad, you know, like, so I, I don't know. I say it in a weird were. self. It's self-deprecating. I know, but sure, sure, but but no. I think the important the important distinction from what I'm hearing and what I think about in my life is like I don't have kids, but in the relationships that I have is like I can take accountability and I can take responsibility for yes. the actions that I mm-hmm. that I'm a part of and the things that I say and the things that I do. Whereas, mm-hmm. not that I shouldn't during you know when I was drinking, but when I was drinking, I was fucking i wasn't there i wasn't there for that stuff no so it was all it was self-destructive it was destructive outwardly it was like never john's so, fault no no mm-hmm. it wasn't I, I i was drunk you know whatever cut me some slack man i was drunk who cares right what's the big deal you know and so like you can say oh <clears throat> maybe i made a mistake with a relationship maybe i made a misstep maybe i said something i shouldn't have i apologize can we move past it if mm-hmm. not, then then I've ruined something, and now I can, I can take responsibility for that, and hopefully fix the thing inside me that helped to ruin that relationship. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so I mean, I would like to talk to you further about that. I think that's a great one, and you know, next week is our. Yeah, I was gonna. Thanks. Gonna do- <laughs> Thanks, Texas dude. You just got a whole podcast. Right. Yeah, because that's a good um, one. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it at length mm. later. Um. But yeah, it's, uh, I think, yeah, we'll talk about it. I think we'll talk about it. Cause I was going to do one called like R is for running a marathon or something, but I don't think that's very interesting. Now nah, we talk about but. running a lot. <laughs> Both of us do. We talk about our exercise a lot. There's people mm-hmm. out there who don't exercise at all. Be like, just get to the fucking no more drinky. Come on. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says he's got a few other ones and these ones are a little bit easier, but it says, uh, easier, but he says coffee or tea which one? Oh, cold brew coffee <laughs> i fuck with yeah, that I cold would... brew big time dude you didn't used to drink coffee though you used to be because it would make me shit my pants because i was full of whiskey uh, <laughs> but i think so now was... but i also don't drink um hot, like hot brew coffee the cold brew coffee is way easier on my stomach like mm. i don't get cramps i don't shit my pants I don't, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make me feel like yeah. I'm going to throw, not throw up, but it doesn't make my intestines all fucking weird. So yeah, cold brew coffee, like 99% of the time. Okay. The occasional pumpkin spice latte, cause I fucks with that shit. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Whole I love milk them. and everything. Everything, but only once, maybe once a month. Cause that does fuck with my gut. Cause I'm a lactose mm-hmm. intolerant, like crazy, Ugh. which I've discovered every time I eat a quesadilla, I'm like, what have I done in my life? But I love quesadillas and I love pizzas. <laughs> and I'm probably going to eat some of that good-ass cheese tonight. But mm. Everyone around me suffers. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm a coffee person for sure. I, I think occasionally I like a nice cup of like decaf tea at night if it's cold. You know, mm-hmm. a nice, Yeah, like, tea's nice good though. Evening, I used to love know, Earl nice... Grey, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, I didn't mean I like to talk over ginger tea. Ginger tea, huh? Nice like ginger. It's good for your uh, digestive system. Good spicy, yeah. I mean, I don't have too many. As long as I watch what I eat, I don't have too many gastrointestinal issues. But um, uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, he also says, "What's your favorite color, Jerry? <laughs> Do you have?" A favorite I don't. Color? I don't have a favorite color. I guess colors I like to wear. I really like. Uh, if we're talking about what I like to wear, because colors in general, right? I'm not like, hey, I'm gonna get a car and it's gonna be red or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I gotta go with like your basic dark colors: black, yeah. dark blues, dark grays. But like to paint with, if I were painting, some of my favorite colors is like uh, uh, cadmium red, priol red. I don't know if you pronounce it like that. P-R-Y-O-L-L-E. I think it's priol or puriol. Uh, the priol reds and oranges are fucking really bright reds. They're almost orange. Mm-hmm. Persimmon. Persimmon's a red color to paint with. I like hot colors to paint with and dark colors to put on my clothes. <laughs> Everything okay over there? Yeah, I thought it was my dog growling. I think he's growling at the cat through the door. Oh yeah, Jerry's got this. Had this cat show up on his doorstep, literally. Somebody fucking Somebody. knocked on my window and just left a cat on my doorstep. So now I guess I have a cat now. And what's that's like the a spooky. <laughs> 
Isn't that the name of that Fred Armisen uh, show on HBO? Yes, because it's Los a play Spookies. on the word Los Espookies. Because when you are speak uh, Spanish and English, your S's sound like S, like E-S. So it's mm-hmm. like Star Wars, Espooky, Estation. Are so you a you, certain? Yes. Are you a certain? Yeah. Um, so, so now you have a cat? I guess, yeah. It's in my room. Just fucking... And the dog's trying to get used to it. And I gotta go buy kitty litter after this podcast. Jesus. And she's well, cute. She's super sweet. I'm not even gonna act put out. The dog I'm put out. I don't... Uh, you know, he and I have a tenuous relationship. But the cat's very sweet. I love cats. I'm very allergic to cats, too. So we're gonna see how this goes. It's just like me and booze. I loved booze. I was very allergic to it. Yet I carried you on. Take like Claritin or something like that, or do you have to get on a daily regimen? I don't know. We're gonna figure this out. I'm gonna fucking take it as it comes. We'll yeah. see what so happens. You, were, you didn't drop it off at the pound or anything, or the? She took it to the pet clinic yesterday to see if it was chipped. It was not chipped, and we have a. a she was like, "Well, I got a vet's appointment for her next Thursday," and I'm like, "Why do we have a vet's appointment? I thought you were gonna take her to the ASPCA." And she's like, "Well, I don't know. What do you think?" And I'm like, oh, "I guess we have a cat now." Like, that was it. That was the whole conversation. Wow. Well, there you go. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe we'll just let her back out again. She'll just be the neighborhood's cat. Happens to eat at our house. Who knows? Hmm. It's very cold out right now, though, so I'm not letting her go anywhere. Because it's like it was like 26 degrees this morning. Nobody needs that. Nobody, no, no little cat needs that. You know. Um, What were we going to say? Oh, colors. I, I was just going to say I usually, like, if I got to pick between two things and one of them's like red and one of them's green mm-hmm. i usually go with green or blue um but i mean i don't really i don't paint so i'm not like yeah I like i'm not i don't gravitate to specific colors right but like, like your dream suit let's say you're gonna buy a nice suit what color would it be if i was gonna buy a nice suit yeah i would probably go with something i could because i think with a suit i would probably go with like a nice charcoal gray right some utilitarian because, right yeah yeah, so that I could get, but then the ties, I could get like a nice green tie, oh. I could get a blue tie, I could get a red tie, and then I could get matching socks. They'd be I like, think it's more important to coordinate than that. Than John, it. he's a sharp dresser. You see his ties? <laughs> exactly. His ties exactly. are always on point. Mm hmm. I'd go um, with a white seersucker, man. I've always wanted a white linen, white sears. You wore a white linen suit to my wedding, and I was like, that shit's pretty sharp, dude. I, did. I mean, he rolled around the grass in it, but it was still pretty sharp. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I, I fucked up because I was trying to iron it, and I put the iron too hot, and then I burned like an iron mark on the back. Yeah, back you did. Of that thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, that thing was. Uh, I was a mess that that whole trip. Um, that was that was years ago. That was ten years ago. It's ten years ago. Um, what's your favorite movie, Jerry? Well, it's not The, the Shining anymore, but <laughs> no. No, that was a joke. I don't know. It's a great question. I, I have lots of favorite movies. Uh, yeah, I think. What's, I you know what? What's your favorite movie this year? That's a better one because then it's more specific. What's my favorite movie this year? Of I this year, yeah. Many movies. You haven't? Um, let me think. What was the last movie? I went and saw, uh, I was with my cousin or my, my brother and his little and his little kid and we saw the uh, Angry Birds too. It was you terrible. like it? Turn you no. on? <laughs> Did not at all. It was terrible. There was a lot of plot holes and things I didn't fully understand. You're like, this makes no of- sense. <laughs> it follows no linear story at all. There was a lot Why of are these birds so angry? Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I go see? What did I go see? Rashida and I went and saw a movie just recently, and I was not impressed. I don't remember what it was. That's how. That's how. Like, I don't go, go to the movies so much, man. Because it's no, like, me neither. Every time but I go, I'm like, eh. You just boo, like, well, just boo the Joker. You're like, this movie's dumb, right? I don't know. I mean, I I feel like there's so much hype and buzz and divisiveness over like a movie right. like the Joker. I'm I'm not even that. It's still a watch it, comic book. Yeah, I mean, I kind of am curious, but I don't really care that much. Like. I gotta invest. Two I'll tell hours you what, to... dude. What? My favorite movies this year. Have you seen Mandy? With no. Nicolas Cage, Very good. fucking awesome horror flick. Uh, Midsummer was an awesome horror movie. Yeah, they've been mostly horror movies I've liked this year. Mm-hmm. Midsummer was good. We watched one. I cannot remember the name of it now. It was an independent film about these two brothers who are part of like a time occult, part of a death cult, mm-hmm. and they leave it and they come back to it again. And that was uh, that had thriller elements to it. And I cannot remember the name of it right now. But it was what a was fucking phenomenal movie. It was on Netflix. 
Oh, okay. I can't remember the name of it right now, but those are some of my favorite movies this year. Oh, I mean, we watched the what? comic book movies and liked them, but the, I don't really, I feel like I got to agree with Scorsese a little bit. I feel like they're carnival rides more than they are movies. I mean, they're movies. I'm not going to say they're not cinema, but they're, they're not. There's nothing there for me. It's all shallow. I mean, technically, Snickers and Doritos are food, but, you know. But, yeah, like. <laughs> you can eat them and they have right. calories, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> Um, you know what I was going to say is there's a couple of, there was the, there was a movie earlier this year called the biggest little farm. It was a documentary about these uh-huh. people down in Southern California who took this fucking de- desert land and they turned it into a sustainable biodynamic farm. And it was fucking awesome. And it was really, it was really epic. And it made me fucking feel the feels. You cried at a documentary cool. about a pig farm. I did. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was pretty awesome. Um, man, you are soft. And then there's one movie I haven't seen that I want to see. What'd you say? I said, man, you're a soft. He's a soft dude. You're a soft birthday party. <laughs> there's a movie called The Story of Plastic that I went on a boat ride with a guy who helped um, write it, produce it, and and was a part of it. And so he's a, he's traveled around the world on his boat, and it's basically the story of plastic and how it's pervasive and you know the big plastic island that's out there the garbage islands out there in the pacific and right right so i haven't seen it yet but i would i definitely want to the i was trying to go this last time that it was here around at one of these film festivals and it was already all sold out so you like um, them documentary i have loved documentaries but megan mm-hmm. doesn't like them so then i have to watch them alone uh, and if i'm alone i'm just gonna play conan exiles so i'm right. like eh. oh and the movie i saw was called the endless on netflix is a good thriller oh endless i remember what movie it was that we went to go see hmm. it was called lucy in the sky about the astronaut lady yeah was that good i saw a trailer for it and it looked good no well so here's the thing um i one i didn't realize that's what it was about i remember that story in the news Mm -hmm. so i thought it was going to be like some weird space movie and we got in there and there's a little bit of her in space and then it's just like it was just not interesting. Wait, and was the it the movie about the lady who put the diaper on? Yes. It was about the lady who put the diaper on to go kill her ex? Yes. Holy shit, they made the wasn't... trailer look like it was this fantastical space film and a woman who beats no. all the odds to be a badass astronaut. And it's just a crazy lady who stalked a dude. The, and, and that should have been, I mean, that was pretty epic that she did that. I yeah, mean, that was, I mean, but but come on, man, I could it, put diapers on right now and drive somewhere. Right? Nobody's going to give me any great. love. I yeah. was not that impressed and I didn't again this is another thing where like the motivations of the characters they didn't live up to the actions and so I was like why are you doing that why are you doing that so quickly why and it's mostly just like for the convenience of the plot yeah so yeah we went and saw that because again her and I don't always agree on what movies to go see and I was like yeah mm-hmm. sure I'll check it out because I thought it was some gonna be something cool like you know that movie gravity or fucking interstellar or it was gonna have some weird you know, space thing with some philosophical whatever so right don't go see it i won't i don't plan um, on it and then our final question um and if you're concerned that maybe this episode is too short and you're like hey man these guys are uh i'm okay with short. it i know you are <laughs> <laughs> jerry's got a busy day well we both do but um uh this is from turner painting tx he just says are you happy are you happy, Jerry? Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I would mm-hmm. say mm, generally I'm content more than happy because happy would mean that I'd just be walking around smiling like a fool all the time, you know, bugged out eyes. And I'm content. I would say I'm happy. I'm happy enough times to feel content. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like on the whole, things are pretty happy. I think yeah. there are still. Like there's still issues that I deal with that I roll that roll around in my head and you know this idea, um, that like shit with my dad and you know where I want to be in my life and so I think a lot of that just comes from me being frustrated with how things are right now. Yeah. When I I have so much to be grateful for. The power's on. I'm not on fire. You know, things like that. So I think that any of those feelings of being unhappy or not having what I want, it's just kind of like you got to flip that perspective, right? Yeah. Because otherwise, then I I could be as miserable as I want. I have the power. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I I feel like it's relative day by day, but I think on the whole, I have everything I need and 
nothing nothing I don't right if I don't want. absolutely I, that, I don't know does that sound that sounded that sound smart yeah it sounded pretty <laughs> smart you're hired <laughs> I just um, I yeah I think I'm I'm in the same boat as you I'm generally just content like I've got shit I'm I mm-hmm. I broke my toe that shit hurt a couple of weeks ago and I'm still limping and I'm always broke and that shit hurts but that's all right and like you know i dude i got vertigo in the middle of the night i don't know what's up with that i guess i'm just getting old like i woke up mm-hmm. with vert like i woke up spinning with the spins and i was like oh did i break something now what the fuck did i break some of my brain it happened oh. twice last night so i looked it up and then they were like you're fine you're just old that's what huh. that's what uh, that's what being said i asked jeeves <laughs> you asked jeeves still? yeah i asked jeeves no, I went on Google and they had some fancy name for getting vertigo in a line position. It has something to do with your blood pressure or something. But I have great blood pressure, so I don't know what's going on. Okay. Who knows? Cool. I don't know. Maybe it's that cat. A cat's fucking doing magic spells on me. <laughs> Next whole like podcast will just be yeah, size. exactly. It'll just be me talking about how this cat is fucking my life up. Well, if the cat was actually doing magic spells, you would have it. You would be like. I'm going to let the cat talk on this podcast. Right, and then I just mash its head into the microphone. For Yep. She purrs a lot. She's very sweet. Okay. She's good. a big purr. Es spooky. Es spooky. It was either that or Mrs. America. <laughs> Who came up with that one? Well, because Olive wanted to name our dog. First, she named the dog Coco, and then two days later was like, I think his name should be Mr. America. And I was like, well, we already got the paperwork out for Coco, goddammit, because Mr. America is a great name. So then after I named this cat a spooky, which we still haven't done yet, I'm like, maybe we should name her Mrs. America. Mrs. America. It'd be a funny-ass name for a cat. Or just Jerry Jr. (laughs) Jerry Jr., Mm -hmm. the cat? Mm -hmm. I think that's good. Uh, Well, there you have it. There's the questions. Your questions have been answered. Um, I had one question, but I lost it. So I, I'm sorry. I don't even remember what it was really, but it was asked by my counter guy at the tattoo shop, and I absolutely lost it. So next, well, next round, I'll get you. Next round. So if you have any further questions, if there's things that you want to hear about, um, if you have suggestions for topics that Fuck we have not yeah. touched on, mm-hmm. we love that shit. Um, help, us that shit. Help, us help us out. Help us out. Help us help you. I mean, if there's like blind spots that we're not seeing, just drop us a line on yeah. Instagram, on Facebook, or even I, I occasionally check the Twitter feed. Um, although I don't really know what I'm doing on Twitter. Nah. Much. Well, you're not a Russian bot, so. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, or you can email us at uh, aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah, there you have it. All right. Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>